How in the world did I get here? That's the question. How did I get to a point where I'm recording again? That's good, though. And I've got to get this stupid thing out from under the table. It's killing me. Oh, it's, oh, it's right in the middle? Yeah. I mean, I oh, it's like a... It's, entertain- a, big t- it's a big TV stand, and we didn't, I didn't need it anymore. And it's just stand. under here, so I, yeah. whoever wants it can have it. I, I just, I can't have it here. We would have been recording sooner, but I couldn't get comfortable with my knee because, you know, I can't you work in a... Wiener. Wiener. With no I. Wiener with no I. Yes, it, it would spell wiener incorrectly. But close enough. <laughs> Put your face closer to the wiener. Oh, yes. That's why we're not the endorsed contract for our audio equipment. <laughs> We'll get that fixed too, don't worry. I guess it's finally time. Welcome to episode one of Apex Live. I'm Brad Cooper. That's Steve Randolph. Steve, how you doing, sir? Uh, great. How are you? I'm wondering how I got here. <laughs> that's that's one thing. The intro music today, Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. That's not because either one of us have any desire for world domination. It's just because we like 80s music and we're stuck in a time period that just doesn't exist anymore. And you fade it out just so you don't play enough to get sued. <laughs> what is that, like a 20-second clip you're allowed to use or something? Um, I don't know what it is legally. I think the main thing is you can't use all of the song because then that way people could constitute something other than fair use that's why pandora always cuts off about 11 minutes into a 16 minute song that i like okay i was just wondering okay i've got to know what's the 16 minute song various pink floyd songs well that's not one song one song would be a 16 minute song not 16 minutes worth of songs i did not just open a beer i just opened a sprecher root beer you can't even buy those here no where did you uh get that sprecher root beer is it's a little sprecher's a little brewery up in wisconsin it's in milwaukee oh you guys uh you and dave went that was the road trip that was the great lakes food run going up there to go to that was last year we went up to did you you get enough cheese on your cheese sandwich though didn't get a cheese sandwich um (laughs) went up there to go to a couple burger places one of them was um solly's grill just outside of Wisconsin. Uh-huh. And this is a little brewery that's right outside of where, it's, I think it's across the street and just down the road from Solly's Grill. And they do, you know, beers and, and they do, it's a distillery as well, but they do root beers. And Solly's had this stuff on tap and I said, okay, I've got to get that. I love root beer. I know you hate root beer. No, I love root beer. 
You love root beer. I couldn't have it for the fight because I didn't want to have a sugar jump. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Is it caffeine free? I don't know if this is caffeine. That's free only or not. the only distinction I have between it has to be caffeine free. Caffeine is not li- no caffeine and gluten free. And we like it because gluten is always my major concern whenever I'm having beverages, Me obviously. Too. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it's a little brewery up there, and I had it when it was on tap, and I saw that they sold it in stores. So I mm-hmm. went to Walmart last year and got two four packs of this stuff and brought it back because I thought nah, I'm never going to be able to get back up to wisconsin and i've been saving it for whenever we finally <laughs> debut this thing and i know what you're thinking yes i do have four more sitting right up there. okay i was wondering but now i went up there to solly's grill solly's has a thing everyone who knows me knows i'm a i'm a food addict and yeah. i love all that stuff well solly's they are they were one of the eight places that was featured in the documentary hamburger america that okay. started my my path to being such a, a culinary connoisseur and yeah, I used to be the pickiest eater in the world, and that documentary kind of got me thinking. Well, maybe I can eat some stuff other than the same five things I always eat, most of which are probably going to kill me if I don't stop. Yeah. So Solly's was one of the eight places, and I said there are six out of those eight I I really want to go to, if I can ever make it happen. And one of them closed permanently, so it's off the list. But Solly's does the old fashioned Wisconsin butter burger. And versus food, he uh, did butter burgers. Did he, he go went there? Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know if, if Richmond went there. Yeah, they, they he did some. Uh, I guess the tasting of like butter burgers. That was the big thing. Was the butter burger? It's amazing. So you go up there, and you know a lot of places like Culver's and some others. You know they can say they sell butter burgers, and they kind of brush the 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 meat patty with a little mm-hmm. bit of butter. Yeah, it's a, a joke. Huh. Solly's, you go in, you get the burger, cheese or no cheese, stewed onions or no stewed onions. I don't want stewed onions. I pass on a student. And they put yeah. like three or four tablespoons of just pure Wisconsin unsalted <laughs> butter on it. It's dripping off the plate. The bun turns into a mess. And I said, okay, I'm going there. We went all the way up there to get that burger. It was worth it. The root beer makes it better. It's fantastic. Mm. Regular style bun, brush, what? Uh, you know, just a regular bun. I think when you're spending, you know, when you're putting $6 worth of butter on every burger that you sell, <laughs> you're probably going to have to skimp somewhere. And the bun is probably the first place to go. Mm. Um, this is episode one. It's episode one of Apex Live. This is our podcast. This is the introductory level of why we're here. And I have a background in radio. I've always enjoyed radio. I love sports. If you love sports, you have a connection with radio. I, I did play-by-play for a few different stations across the state of West Virginia. I have no idea who's going to be listening to this. You could be any from anywhere in the country. But radio is something I've always been passionate about. And I've enjoyed calling sporting events... I never got to call, obviously, events for my favorite teams, the Braves, the Mountaineers, whoever. But I always got to do events. What I really thought would be fun would be doing a talk show. But there is a little thing, Steve, I don't know if you're aware of it, called the FCC. (laughs) And the Federal Communications Commission, Council, whatever they are, I don't care. They're just the FCC and they're terrible. They, They like to regulate content. And they like to tell people what they can hear and what they can't. And I understand this, you know, the decency and, and, and what you should be allowed to say and shouldn't and what's obscene content and what's not. And that's fine. And we'll get into the libertarian look at those things later. However, when that runs amok, you start censoring not 
how things are being said, but what's being said. I don't like that. The internet does not have an FCC, so we're here. I'm not saying we're going to be doing anything that controversial, but there are things that come out of my mouth and out of yours that sometimes may not be suitable for what are considered the public airwaves, okay? And we're not on CB radio here, um, <laughs> but it's going to come off that way, I think, a lot of times. CB radio doesn't have a mixer and and a Kindle and a lot of electronics set up. But we've got a good setup here. We've got condenser mics. We've got a broadcast quality studio. And there's a lot of stuff here. But talk a little bit about why you want to do this, why you're here. We're going to talk about why we're here and what the purpose and the function of all of this is going to be. And you know, and I'll talk about that later too. But why are you here? Why is this something that you want to do? What does this podcast mean for you now and going forward? Well, I've always enjoyed other people's podcasts. Um more controversial side yeah i like joe rogan podcast oh good lord joe um, joe rogan if you want to hear a podcast that is how you do on him chick mcgee and, and several others but rogan's crazy and we've got rogan material coming up later too and I, I like how you know people can stay on point with topics but i'm a conversationalist i like to talk to people i like to talk about things um i like to get deeper into you know different aspects of uh conversation hear other people's you know thoughts and opinions on that it's hard to engage people in you know a, a social setting sometimes to where it's completely open without people being drunk or this or that um i, I like the aspect to be able to get a hold of people and talk to them maybe not face to face skype you know calling in this and that right. i've always really liked um any kind of talk shows yeah I, I like how how freeing it is not having any kind of regulation right as far as you know what we're gonna do and and we pretty much do this as friends when we're talking anyway so um, yeah, really yeah. the only thing that's changing here is there's going to be something recording all of this. Yeah. You know, this is how it works in the gym. This is how it works whenever we're we're around each other in a social setting and you know, the Apex team as a whole. One thing that I really like about the team, I am blessed and I'm privileged to be able to coach the team that I coach and lead the team that I lead. I never really intended to be a leader. You know, boxing for me started with me and and Dave Markert at LA East taking up whatever space we could with a pair of mitts and and just trying to work through it. I never really envisioned this happening at this point until a couple of years later. And even then I thought, well, you, I may have more than one person. And then it turned into two and three states and yep. it turned into all these things that have happened and, and a few championships and, and getting to travel and meet a lot of interesting people, including a lot of legends in the sport of boxing. Yeah. I never saw that coming, but one of the, the things that I'm most proud of as a coach, as a leader with the group of people that we have, and boy, we've got some, Oh, God, we've got some characters. We've got some interesting people, and you know that. You're one of them. I'm one of them. Let's, I mean, who yeah. are we kidding here? I'm one of them. Um, one thing that I'm proud of is we have a very diverse group of people. We have people of every... Ethnic background. We have we have different ethnicities. Social setting. We have different socioeconomic classes. Um, we have different religious beliefs. We have people who don't have any. We have people who are very, very strong with theirs, You know, and I consider myself to be one of those. We have diversity, and we have a, a great group of people that all come together. And no matter the differences, and there are differences, we all come together under the same banner, under the same roof, and we have a great time. We don't, I cannot tell you, Steve, in yeah. the years I've done this, I, my, boxing for me started in 2009. Dave's pro debut was 2010. The team really kind of started rolling January of 12, started off as a joke. We'll tell that story later about how the name came to be. And, and the first time we And met. how it all started. 
but all that uh, we'll get into that too but all that stuff started and then the big night that changed everything was in april of 2012 and it just it, it went from being something i did to what i do and there's a major difference that's not just semantics there's a major difference in how that works that's, that encompasses your your being well purpose and the way that it's carried out and a lot of different things so when it started that at that point the month or so before that, and then that event in April in Charleston, and then moving forward, when it all changed, I'm, I, I cannot tell you how proud I am of what it's become, just in the sense that we've got all these people, all these differences, all the diversity. I cannot imagine a time when we had multiple people in the gym, mm-hmm. a lot of people together, all working, where somebody left angry, and there was no, conflict and all, all those things. You know, I was, uh, there was one night in particular, and then we'll get back, we'll get back on topic of why we're here. But there was one night in particular, you were there, um, I think Seymour was there, Big G was there, and you, you all, whoever's listening to this, you will meet these people as we go on, believe me. But, you know, all of us were there, and I think, strangely enough, Dave was the one, was one of them who wasn't there that night. But there were seven or eight of us there that night, and we just sat after training for about an hour and discussed so many things. Mm-hmm. And one thing that we all kind of agreed on, and it's certainly not a good thing um, in the general sense, but in our specific sense it is, what we were doing there that night, what we do in general, that does not happen. Getting those groups of people together, we are in a time right now, and I think that's why what we're doing here is so timely. We're in a time now where there is more conflict. There is more anger, and you know I don't want to get into the you know the the way that this gets politicized, which is oh it's mean spirited and it's hate speech, that's just jacked up to get ratings. I'm talking about the everyday lives uh, and thoughts of people that you interact with every day. This is unlike anything that we have seen since, and you can talk about the 1960s. I go back further than that. Oh yeah, for and sure. you know unless you know your history, unless you have the audacity to read books which is becoming a lost art as well unless you're doing that you don't know from whence we have come and to be a statistical outlier to be a social outlier from that point and to be where we are and what we're a part of i think is is pretty telling start to finish but for me this is and i hope this it's the same way for you and you can you can elaborate a little bit more on it if you wish for me this is a creative outlet. I've written two books, one fiction, one nonfiction. And yeah, I'm sure I'm sure those will come up too. But I I'm a very creative person. I've always got something going on that I'm trying I'm trying to write. I, you know, I'm trying to read things that stimulate thought. I'm for me, cooking is such a big deal. Food's such a big deal mm-hmm. because it's one thing to enjoy food and be a food critic and go out and write articles and eat and eat and eat. It's different to produce it. It's different to be a part of that on that level. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to do. I want to be able to produce it and to create it. Cooking has become a creative process for me. It's not that way for a lot of people. So this is just, for me, it is another outlet. It's another output for me to be able to create. And I hope that it's that way for you too. The way I think about it is um, it's kind of like if you go hunting or anything else like that for your food. You prepare your food instead of someone else, you actually get the real gratification. Right. Instead of listening to someone else's, um, you know, what they do for their artistic outlet, you create your own. There's something that's fulfilling about that 
and I think a lot of people are missing that in their lives these days as far as, you know, really looking and trying to expand what they are instead of associating with something that's that's media-driven and that's the boxing category they put themselves in and they don't grow from that. So. We, we have a society now where... It's cookie cutter. Everything's cookie cutter. It is cookie cutter. But we also have a society, I think, where people don't want to feed. They only want to be fed. Mm-hmm. Well, if nobody wants to feed, you're only getting it from one source. Yep. Um, that's where we have, I think, made a critical error. You can't sit and complain about the media ad nauseum over and over, mm-hmm. day after day, and do nothing about it. Yeah, that's, it's the, that's it's the sure. same people who complain about Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, and you know you can believe what Donald Trump says is right, or you can believe what he says is wrong. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't vote. <laughs> You have no voice, yeah. Shut your mouth. Yeah. You have no right. You have no standing. Mm-hmm. You couldn't file a lawsuit in court yeah. on those grounds because you have no standing. So, you know, that's kind of why I'm here. I think that that we need to have voices. And sadly, most of the loudest voices that we have are mostly uninformed. Um, the ones who are informed have only been informed on one side. We've mm-hmm. seen that a lot. Yep. There are people... We have we have a generation of people, Steve, who quite honestly, and they will they will admit this. They got their news from the Daily Show. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's there I are mean, people who got their news from a comedy show. <laughs> from a comedy show, they got their news from a comedy show, Steve. They got their news from a comedy show. Yeah, and they are not kidding about that. Mm-hmm. And they will cheek. give you reasons why it's okay. Yeah. Then you go to the other side of it. And you go, okay, what about the other ones? Well, the other news sources, the second someone disagrees with them, they are not, they're not labeled as being unreliable or incorrect. Demonized completely. They're demonized. Yes. Because now they're hateful. They're this, they're this. And believe me, this is not going to be a, an entirely political podcast. No, but it's going to rear its head. Here's what this podcast is going to be. So we've, we've talked about while we're here. Now we're going to talk about what we're going to be. We we don't know what we're gonna do. <laughs> we have no idea. Th- yeah. This is the dry one, the dry run. This is episode one. It's why we're here. It's what we're gonna do. We don't know what we're gonna do. I've got an entire spreadsheet, and we've talked about a lot of the things we're gonna do here. There are games we're gonna play. There are guests we're gonna have. There are things we're gonna do. Don't assume this show's identity. Just let it go. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't assume our show's gender. Don't do it. We're it's gonna be whatever comes to mind. It's going to be kind of like South Park. If there's something that's in the news, we're probably going to talk about it. Uh, One thing that we do have coming up, obviously, I'm I'm from Apex. Steve is from Apex. We're going to have guests from Apex. We have a lot of people here. I've got some people that are going to Skype their way in. They're going to do some interviews, and and we're going to get their their look at certain things that we talk about. If we can get Dave on here, Dave Green, it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And that's going to happen. Yeah. So we're going to do that. We're hopefully going to be able to take take all of our equipment out and go mobile with it and Mm -hmm. do some things in some different settings. Man on the street. It's very possible the next episode is going to be on location somewhere else um, because we have a big fight coming up. And what I was saying was because this is going to be, you know, there's going to be a lot of apex voices on this and we're boxing people. There's going to be boxing talk on here and sports in general, I'm sure will be a topic, but there's going to be things for boxing here. And this, we are recording this as we speak on September 8th. That means that in eight, that is that 18 days. Uh, what, September the 8th, you say? No, September 16th. So we're 16th. eight days. I'm sorry, eight days Eight away. days, yes. Eight days. days away. 
in eight days, we were going to see the fight that most boxing people, most boxing aficionados said, this is the fight I want to see in professional boxing. Oh, yeah. If I had a top three wish list, this is on the top three wish list. Mm-hmm. None of them had Mayweather McGregor on that list. No. That was, for, that was for idiots who are willing to pay money for a fight they already knew the result of. This is the fight that everyone circled and said, if I can make a fight on my wish list, this is the one, and that's Gennady Golovkin, Triple G against Canelo Alvarez. The fight's going to be at 160. It's going to be four, at least one. I think it's going to be several world titles on the line just because Golovkin has a few. WBC's putting a special belt on the mm-hmm. line for this. Yep. So it's going to be a, a tremendous event, a great fight. I don't even know who's on the undercard, quite frankly. Don't care. I don't think Because I care. that yeah. fight is the one main event that I think is worth mm-hmm. the money. So yep. hopefully we're going to set it up and get a few people together. If I can get all this stuff transported and set up correctly and it's going to work again, we can do that. We can have a few people on and talk about that during the show because the only thing that can make Golovkin Alvarez better is if we have a recording of all of our lunatics watching the fight and giving their commentary, some of which might actually make sense. I can't, yeah. I cannot say for absolute certain, but that's actually a possibility. So we're going to do that. We're going to have different people on. We're going to have some controversial uh, opinions on things. We're going to give some some hot takes on some things that that some people won't like. And to those people who don't like it, to those people who kind of get frustrated There's by a mute it button. and disagree, well, here's the thing. If you're listening and you don't like it, keep listening. Don't get mad and don't get huffy and get rid of no. it. Send us an email. Tell me you want to come on, and we we will set up a nice little guest thing. You can Skype in, and we can talk and debate everything. And if I don't like you, I run the board. I can mute you. But I won't because I am not a dictator. That's right. Okay? I, I encourage the exchange, the open and honest and free exchange of opinion and thought, because unlike a lot of the people that run our everyday business, I'm not going to say who, mm-hmm. the government, yes. um, I actually do like it. It's just not in, just not, uh, you know, words alone. It's actually the truth. So we've got a lot of things to do, and I think it's going to be fun. The first thing we've got to do is get this audio situation fixed so our intro music and our outro music works the way I want because I'm a perfectionist, and it needs to be perfect. So once that's fixed up, too, hopefully we'll have have a lot of fun. The songs are already on here. It's just a matter of getting the audio quality where it needs to be. I think the equalizer's got something to do with it, but it'll be fun. Growing Pains. Growing Pains. We're not playing the Growing Pains <laughs> song on here. <laughs> If I had it on here, I'd play it, but I don't have it. I need to. Kirk Cameron. <laughs> he was not the only one. I'm not on going to watch show. any of his movies. I had to do it one time because my ex-wife's father's a preacher, and he thought it would be just uh-huh. a really good way to gel our marriage is to watch uh, Kirk, Kirk Cameron, Cameron movies. movies and, oh gosh. Well, I hated it. Well, let me tell you a little something about Kirk Cameron movies. They all suck. I'm a. <laughs> I'm a Christian. I, I, it's very central to who I am and what mm-hmm. I do. I, I hope the people around me know that and appreciate that uh, and are impacted by it. I appreciate what Kirk Cameron does. I appreciate his ministry, um, you know, his careers here and there. I don't find it coincidental in Hollywood that as soon as, he, there. as soon as he became a Christian, his career went down the toilet. Canadian that Hollywood. Doesn't surprise me. Now, with all that said, I appreciate what he does. I love what he does. Uh, you know, he did a, a thing with Ray Comfort called Way of the Master, and it's a whole program on how to witness to people and how to reach people. And Tremendous. My church actually worked the way through that. Great. I encourage it. His movies are terrible. <laughs> they suck. His movies are absolute. <laughs> they, they suck. Absolute, absolutely terrible. 
Yeah, he made one called Fireproof. That's the one that I had to watch. You had to watch. Fi- that was the. That was the. Wait a minute. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Fireproof is the movie. <laughs> Let's see if this had anything it to came, do with anything. It came out in the movie theaters. I have no idea how okay. that worked. Fireproof is the movie. That's it's about the guy who's watching too much porn. Yeah, that's and gets, me and, actually. And gets rid of, <laughs> and gets rid of the computer. So. So he started watching on his smartphone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> is that what happened? Is yeah. that the deleted ending? Yeah. It's easier to get rid of viruses on your phone than it is your PC. That's lovely. Well, with all that in consideration, I know that movie impacted or, or a lot of remission, people. Or remission, anyway. It impacted a lot of people. It got a lot of attention. He made Left Behind movies out of the Left Behind series mm-hmm. of books. Um, I've got my own set of issues with the Left Behind books, but that's another topic for another day. Maybe I'll have my pastor on. He can talk <laughs> about that as well with me. Um, you know, the Left Behind movies weren't terrible. Fireproof in terms of how it was made wasn't awful. They're just they're not good movies. There's, they're just there's no actors. I understand in the, the point, okay? But when your movie, I, and I know I know that there are people who are just automatically going to downplay any movie with a Christian theme. I get that. But when you produce a movie, and he did called Saving Christmas, mm. when you produce a film <laughs> that is literally this is not exaggeration, Steve, not exaggeration. It is the lowest rated movie. In the history of Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> when it's the literal lowest ever, and you and and there's no way to explain it away, you you've made a terrible. Movie. That's pretty bad. Okay, yeah. when there are people who are fans of Kirk Cameron and his films who leave there and go, oh, never again, <laughs> never again. I can't I can't take anymore. That's one of the worst things I've ever seen. Stop making movies, or at least get somebody to make it that knows what they're doing. And he's not doing it. So it's funny you bring him up because, oh, look, I'm not saying you got to make a movie that looks like Justice League or, you know, or the or one of the Avengers films. But it I'm helps. I'm not saying that. But it helps. Well, I'm not really sure. I don't think CGI would was going to make Saving Christmas better, and it wasn't going to make Fireproof better. No. I think you were just offended by the content. You know what? It's not. It's the acting. It's the quality. It's the film quality. Um, is it the fact that he insists on being in every movie? Yeah, he, makes? he doesn't have to. Is it kind of like the Elvis movies? It, no, actually, it's worse. <laughs> it's worse. It's than, worse. Than it's Elvis worse movies. than the Elvis movie. Yep. the Elvis movies are pretty bad. They're really bad. I, that was my childhood um, entertainment: NASCAR and um, Elvis movies. Oh, yeah. oh. It's, uh, Jerry Jerry Lewis. That's who it was. Jerry Lewis as well. Okay. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. It was bad. Okay, let's... let's... Ab- Abbott and Costello was probably my favorite. Okay, let's pump the brakes here so, for yeah. a second. Let's pump the brakes. You're telling me your 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 childhood... Oh, yeah. ...was... Yeah, and I want the listener to really... That's why I'm speaking calmly here. I want them to be able to really take a piece of this with them. You're telling me that your childhood was NASCAR... <laughs> yes. Jerry Lewis films and Elvis movies. Elvis movies and Bonanza... Just anything you can think of that's hokey, that you no yeah. uh, oh hokey oh, oh no oh. hokey <laughs> boo <laughs> <laughs> what did I tell you uh, about speaking those sensitive words, subject sorry speaking that word in my home hokey the see the only difference is I'll make hokey jokes all the time <sighs> the difference is I won't let anyone wearing that logo into my into my house. There, there is one. There is one guy, and I, I'd like to bring him on as a guest because when we talk about college athletics, which I think will be a really fun topic, yeah. and how that's run amok, 
um, when we have him on, he'll have a, an excellent outlook on these things. Uh, and he's a Virginia Tech fan, and he's a devoted Virginia Tech fan. Uh, he, I know, I know. Believe me, I know. Look who you're talking to. Why would you do that? He is the only Virginia Tech fan I like. I'll tell you that right now. And, yeah, and I've known him since junior high. He's a good dude. He's actually, he told me the other night. I don't know if he wants this public, so I won't say his name yet. He said uh, his brother wants him to come to Morgantown for a game. Ah. And I said, oh well, there's <laughs> a little good in anybody. Yeah, maybe just a little bit. Well, sort of. But yeah, you know, that's what we're going to be looking at, and we've got a lot of uh, we've got a lot of ground to cover, and I think that's going to be very interesting as time goes on because that's the other thing you get to hear about. People, Steve, don't just get to hear about what we like; they get to no. hear about what we hate, what we hate, and who we hate. Because that's a big, yeah, it's a, it's a good list. Well, we hate people. There are a lot of people we don't like. Yeah, I don't like people. If we're going to be honest about, it, I I just don't no. like pe- people. Are, Anyone who ever looks at you and says, "Yeah, I, I believe people are basically good," hit them. Yeah, they're, they're hit bullshit. They're, you, they're you're an idiot if you yeah. think that people are basically good. And the the initial knee jerk to that is always the same. Mm-hmm. It's when you have we, you know, like I said, this is September eighth. We are probably a day, day and a half at most from uh, Hurricane Irma making landfall in Florida, and yeah. it's going to do untold damage. I have a lot of friends down in that area. Most of them have already gotten out. There's one in particular that, due to some pretty serious circumstances, is not going to be able to leave. Oh. He and his family have to ride it out, and that's you know that's that's a very tough situation. There's going to be a lot of bad things that happen. We just saw it with Harvey whenever it struck Texas and the Houston area and Corpus Christi and all the damage it did there. Mm-hmm. And people will immediately see the good stories, the people out in the boats rescuing their neighbors yep. and, the, and the first responders coming in. God bless every one of those people. But there's a knee-jerk reaction in the midst of those things happening that says, well, that's that's humanity. That's no, that's a statistical outlier. Yeah. That's not what people that's an do. That's people an are horrible. Yeah. You want to know what the reality is? The reality is not the people pitching in and doing their best in that mm-hmm. situation. The reality is the looters in New Orleans. Yeah. Well, there's, <laughs> when Katrina hit. There's looters in There's uh, looters in, in Houston. Houston. Yep. And you know what? This isn't popular. I no. know it's not pop. Shoot them. Well, shoot them. Yeah. Here we go. First unpopular opinion of the podcast. What are we, 30 minutes and 25 seconds in? Shoot them. Shoot every one of them. Okay, lock and load. And yes, I fully understand the people who say, well, you don't understand how bad the situation is. I've got to feed my family. I've got to do that. Okay, well. Can they know, eat televisions? You know? You know, yeah, that's, like that. and that was what I was going to say. Yeah. Can you eat a television? You're not stealing a loaf of bread. Yeah. You're stealing a PS4. Okay, and the only reason you're carrying the PS4 is because your brother was carrying the television. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind the fact that you don't have power right now and yep. that the first floor of your home is flooded. No, we will rebuild, and when we do, we will play Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Is that the battle cry? You know, after 9-11, we were on the Capitol steps singing God Bless America with all of Congress together, and a month later they were all bickering and fighting with each other. Oh. Which one was real? Bickering and Which fighting. one was real? The one after the emotion settled. That's the one that was real. The ones who said, we cannot politicize this. Hang on a second. <laughs> All that means is I'm going to have to politicize this once I get my game plan together. Mm-hmm. We are, I'm, I'm a political person. I'm politically involved. You're a political person. You're politically involved. 
where we tend to differ from most of the people who are involved, I'm talking to you celebrities who may be listening to this, yeah. is we do not let the people at the top of the pyramid tell us what to believe and why. We we seek information, we seek truth, we seek understanding, we think things through, and we're not really all that concerned with what celebrity is dating or marrying or divorcing who or who's doing what. We're interested in the things in it. And I, look, I'm all for entertainment. I'm all for oh, it. Yeah. You know, that's what this is. Distraction. That's what, what we're doing. We're do, we, This yeah. is entertainment. But I'm hoping that what we're producing is thought-provoking. And it's not just a, a distraction. And I've, I've used this example. That's the with, difference. Yeah. I've used this example with you in the past. Growing up, I loved amusement parks. Now, with the vertigo and everything now, I, I'd be dead if I tried to do it. Yeah. But I loved amusement parks. What I never really grasped until I was, you know, late teens, early, probably early 20s, when I sat down and thought about it, was, you know, let's break down that word. Amusement. Amusement. What does it mean? You know, the word muse means to think. Mm -hmm. You put an A before that, it means not. It's a negative. It means to, the whole point is to go and not think. Well, that's fine whenever you're going to go ride a roller coaster. That's what we do daily. It's not okay for that to be your base. Yeah. We live, I was talking to Randy, one of our fighters uh, at Apex, Randy Farrell. You know him, have been around him for you. You've known, the known plague. him. Yes. You've known him much longer than I have, and I'm I'm really excited about what he's got coming up in his future. Whenever he harnesses that talent, and does a lot of thing, a lot of things, and that's going to involve being more than two percent, but one percent, two percent skim. It's not our choice. Not you know? whole. It's not, not whole. our choice. It's his choice. Um, the biggest the biggest thing that I was talking about with him, Randy's a reader, and so am I. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how sad it is that we live in the most informed society in the history of civilization. We have the most information at our fingertips. And I, and I understand that most people tie that to technology. And it's always, you know, I can pull up X or Y or Z on my smartphone. Well, what if the power goes out? Mm-hmm. We have what the Romans had at the height of their success, which was we have rooms federally funded entire buildings full of books on every subject known to man and we can't get the funding to keep them open and we can't get people to go because they would rather have their face in a screen Mm -hmm. and they would rather have everything told to them instead of them being the ones who are the producers we live in a world and this this is true of taxes this is true of information this is true of anything food name it everything everything we have far more consumers than we do producers, and, and that's how it has to be. But there's a point in that bell curve when it gets way too skewed, Yeah, you start dealing with, with some serious problems. We see it in education. Try getting a conservative opinion. Idiocracy. On anything at a major university. Yeah, it's... It, you will be exist. blackballed. Yeah. You will be blackballed. But that's social engineered to be that way. It's been... They've been it engineering it for... 40, 50 years, something like that? I'm of the belief, and this this is a whole other topic, and we're about to wrap up here, at least for our introductory episode. I believe wholeheartedly that the revolution, and that's what it was, of the late 1960s changed this country forever. Late okay? 60s, early 70s. Yeah. And I'm not going to and there are good things that came out of that social change. There are good things that came out of that, mm-hmm. at least in turn, you know, the civil rights movement, was fantastic. Yep. The work of Martin Luther King, um, and and so many who who made that work in the way. That, 
you didn't see people, you didn't see looting, you didn't see crime, you didn't see cities being destroyed, you didn't see lawsuits on every substance turn, driven on yeah. everything. They had a purpose. They did it peacefully. They did it with passion and conviction, and they did it correctly, and it worked. Because they said, we're going to play the long game. Well, it meant something to them. It wasn't just frivolous. It wasn't an excuse for violence. Hey, I just want to, I, I want to do this because of this. There's, what we're seeing reason. now is selfish. Yeah. It's selfish. Me, me, me. I, I, it's time that, you know, people want to just be offended by everything they can. And uh, Well, it's an offended culture. They think yeah. that freedom of expression means freedom from being offended. Yeah. You don't have a freedom from being offended. If you're, if you're offended, deal with it. It's, it's yeah. like the people who complained about wrestling in the 1990s. I can't believe what's on there. You have a remote control? Turn it off. Turn it off. Turn, if you don't yeah, like Stone Cold were, Steve Austin, turn it off. Yeah. So there are a lot of good things that came out of that time frame, but there was a major difference. I've got a message on my phone that I have to okay. I have to look at. But there was a major difference in the uh, in the work of the mid nineteen sixties. People like Martin Luther King, um, people like John F. Kennedy, people like Robert Kennedy, all of whom suffered the same fate. Yeah, There's weird, a difference huh? between their work and the things that happened in the late 1960s when everything ran off the rails. Yeah. Morality ran off the rails. Everything changed at that time. And they didn't seem to think they were in the middle of a revolution. Yeah, 90% of the people who were in it thought they were just going out and having a good time. Everybody the now who is. Were, the people who were orchestrating it knew exactly what it was. Oh, yeah. They knew what it was. And as I watch the results of that now... You have to look back to the past to understand the present and to see where it's headed in the future for the simple fact that the people who were, who were part of that and being used in that revolution of the late 19th century that changed everything forever are now your leadership. Yeah. They are. We have these people that are running for president. We have mm-hmm. these people who are in the Senate. They are in the House of Representatives. They are governors. They're doing all of these things. And you know, there's a guy who I really respect, but I'm not big on Alex Jones. I think Alex Jones can be a ranting, raving lunatic. He's at times. entertaining because it's a it's, lot of it, you know, fantastical. But it's fun to listen to. It's I a, don't listen to it anymore. But it's, it's over like, the top. It's like candy. You don't it, want to eat. It's too over much of the top, it. but it's entertaining in the same way Howard Stern was entertaining yeah. at his. At it's kind of shocked. Height. It just kind of. But Infowars, give Infowars some credit. They produce decent stuff from time to time. And yeah. one of the guys they produce that is absolutely hysterical but well thought out is Paul Joseph Watson. Oh, yeah, Paul Joseph, yeah. He's a Brit, right? He yeah. is. And I'm telling you now, he has he coined this term a few months ago, and I have not let it go. Hmm. And he said, conservatism is the new counterculture. Ooh, yeah. And he is exactly right in the in the world we live in now. Just to be abrasive, just absolutely abrasive sure. to be abrasive. And as we look around now, children, and much. we see the world in which we are producing this this show, and we'll be continuing to produce this show until you know the men in black hats come in and take <laughs> us out of here. Um, when you see the way it's being produced now, yeah, you see what is what is going on now in the world we are moving into the center of with this. And, you know, kind of giving that perspective out as we look outward. It's easy to, it's easy to kind of underestimate the changes that have gone on, even in the, could you imagine some of the things that are happening now 10 years ago, five years ago? No. 2012 was a different world. 2013 was a different world. It's a different world every year now. It's just, I don't understand it, how the change is that rapid. You know, it's. This that cannot be part of the program. Yeah, it's it, ha- not. it it has to be the you know the social dynamics of social engineering, 
of mob mentality, of those sort of things. Look, the one thing that came out of this past election cycle, and yes, I understand. I, I'm not going to get into Trump, Sanders, Clinton, all that. Yeah, that's crap. just it, it's yeah. it's all idiocy because they're all going to run to the middle. The one thing that I will credit this election cycle for, and it's true because of Donald Trump, it's true because of Hillary Clinton to a lesser degree, and it's true because of Bernie Sanders. It got people involved again. Yeah. There are people who have not been involved in this process ever or haven't been involved in years because they were fed up with the process who leapt to their feet to be a part of it. And that's something that has not happened in a long, long time. The, The main issue for me is that we look for for reasons we look for ways we look for words to divide we look for ways to divide that's why we have the need to hyphenate everything i'm this i'm this i'm this well you're all you want to talk about is equality and how we all need to be together and then you divide yourself divide yourself into a subcategory of a subcategory yes you did this because i want to be special you know you're not we all just need to uh and that not just get along but we all have a commonality well i'll tell you what if you want to have a voice get a podcast yeah there you go. It's not hard. Believe me, if if we're doing this right now, it cannot be that difficult. It just cannot yeah. be. But we, you know, we're going to have a lot of different things. We're going to have a lot of different topics, a lot of different guests. Um, like I said, better sound quality for our for our intro and outro music, which is the outro music, which is coming up here in just a couple which minutes. Which is still pretty good. It's but not bad overall. Like I mean, Brad least, said, he's a uh, perfectionist. So. Well, I mean, at least we're not just sitting around and you know trying to trying to pipe it out of an eight track player or, or play it into our cell phone or something. And that's what and I would it have sounds done. like, well, of course, <laughs> of course, path of least resistance, yeah. but I'm a perfectionist and I've got that radio background, but we've got a lot of different things that we're going to cover games. We're going to play hopefully on from this point forward, whenever we have a topic or even if we don't have a top, you know, th- this next thing is not going to be necessarily tied to the topic of the day, but we're going to have a top five list every time. Oh yeah. We're going to talk about top fives, top five favorite movies, top five favorite video games, top five, this top five, that there's no telling what it's going to be. And it's going to be unfiltered. It's going to be unedited. It's going to be real. It's going to be open and honest. And that's how we want every bit of this to be. That's how we want our guests to be. This is going to be a place of freedom. That's what the internet is supposed to be. And that's what this show needs to be because we're going to accept you. We may disagree with you. We're going to accept you. And yeah, I may not agree with Steve on everything. That's for sure. We, I mean, um, that happens. We, yeah. But we're going to be respectful, and we're going to enjoy every second of it along the way. Um, there may be some other games. There may be here and there. There may be an instance of us playing Sex, Mary, Kill. Yeah. With three names that are randomly selected. Uh, and then we also have another version of that game. That's a pretty popular game. But there's another game that Dave Markert and I created for people we don't like, and it's called Punch Cripple Kill. <laughs> and you have to take these three people you don't like, and you have to decide their fate. Do you want to punch them, cripple them, or kill them? And you know, you think you know the answer to that early on. Then you kind of think, well... I don't know. That, I don't know. Yeah. How, how long-lasting do I want this to be? So yeah. just just like in Sex, Mary, Kill, Punch, Cripple, Kill can be a little... Uh, can be a little not time consuming but it can be it can consume your mental energy cuz you want to get it right you know yeah that's for sure cuz maim is a little bit more than punch and kills a little bit kill can be too quick sometimes you want people to be maimed Th- that's yeah. right sometimes yeah. you just and well and ma- maiming someone you can maim them without crippling them yeah. being crippled means they have that daily physical when they wake up and get out of bed when they go look in the mirror they're oh like, he got me oh that brad cooper man my leg really hurts <laughs> don't tie my name to this you're the one who started down this road <laughs> that's steve randolph that's, that's what it is yeah 
Well, and it's good Sprecher root beer. We look forward to having a lot of different voices in here and a lot of different topics, and hopefully we'll be able to do one of these again early next week. We're going to put this out on SoundCloud. We're going to try to put it on Stitcher and a couple other outlets. That's going to take some money, so we're going to have to be able to put that up there and get the web space mm-hmm. up to put those out there. But we're going to do that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, what's your goal? What's your goal for the next episode? What would you like to see happen the next episode, whether it's the Golovkin live show or not? Because, I mean, I'd like at some point for us to do one or two of these a week. Um, I'd say the goal for the next show, um, I would like to, you know, possibly have some, um, other feedback, you know, how mm-hmm. we were talking about maybe some Skyping, get, get that kind of, uh, geared out a little bit and, you know, right. just, uh, maybe be able to converse with some people on some things, uh, absorb as much as I can through this week and, you know, really get my mind around, you know, some, some topics and things like that that I want to get into. Well, this will be the last thing that I'll talk about before we go. Tomorrow is a big day for me. Oh, yeah. Because tomorrow is the first WVU football home game. Mm -hmm. And I have missed five home games since I was five years old. I have not missed one since 2003. And the first first game of the year is always incredibly emotional for me because I haven't been in there in that stadium in nine months. This is the 11th season I've been in my current season tickets, which I'll never give up. Um, I have – it's my favorite place in the world. That and being at a Braves baseball game. And mm-hmm. and going back in there, the first game is always extremely emotional. Obviously, any big game is going to be that way, very memorable. And then the last game every year is very yeah. emotional. So going in there tomorrow is going to be a big deal. It's a noon kickoff, and yeah, I prefer night games. But uh, it's actually a good thing that the second home game this year is not a night game. It is a, it's a noon game, which means game will be over, get to eat on the way back, yep. come in, get ready for Golovkin and Canelo. Oh, yeah. So all that works out nicely. I just, uh, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow. That is the most fun that I have. Is going, who are they playing? We're tomorrow? playing East Carolina, and it's kind of interesting. That I'll, used to be a rivalry when they, it was Big East. Uh, East, East, they Car- East Carolina ECU. was not in the Big East. But they played them every year. We played them semi-regular. Yeah, I mean, um, it was part, because they, they, they fought with Pitt a lot. Fun but, fact yeah. about East Carolina, yep. the first game I ever went to when I was five years old was against East Carolina. ECU. And it was midway through 1987. We beat them 49 to nothing. Bo Orlando ran back a pick six. Major Harris had the big, the purple, first big game of his career. The Purple Pirates. Purple right? and gold. Purple first pirates. down Pirates. Arg. Just like their PA <laughs> announcer used to say a lot. So that's a big day for me. And then hopefully we'll get through this next week. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Tomorrow is the 9th. Sunday the 10th. Next week, uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about for sure if we can do a show during the week because next week will be the 16th, imagine this, 16th anniversary yeah. of September the 11th, 2001. So that'll be something that I think will be a good topic of discussion as well, some lighter moments as well. But we'll talk about that in episode two. And then either episode two or three uh, hopefully will be the uh, the Canelo Golovkin fight and getting a few people together and, and talk about that show. But we'll talk about your schedule and find out what you've going on here yeah. in the next couple of days. And we'll do another show. I cannot believe this, this little introductory episode, which I thought would be 15 minutes. The first one is for it. We're 47 minutes in. That's, I mean, it feels like 15 minutes. We're going to gonna have to control ourselves. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. So <laughs> we'll get, we'll, we'll deal with that on the next show and we'll play games. Um, we'll discuss the, the top five list for next time. What do you think? What 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 does our first top five need to be? And we'll present our top fives on on the next show. 
I'm putting you on the spot here, I know. I know. I'm That's okay. To... Well, it happens. Well, I've been more into uh, retro gaming, so top five NES games. Top five Nintendo games. That sounds good, and I think I can do that for sure. My number one's already set, but don't spoil it. You yeah. already know what it is. I know. Don't spoil it. And we will not only give the list, we'll give the reasons why that is a list. And if we have a guest, mm-hmm. which I think we can work out, if we have a guest... We will make sure they present their top five list as well, yep. provided they're old enough to have actually played the Nintendo, which isn't always the case. And yeah. you know, I've got a Nintendo I can hook up. I got all my games right over here, so we can do that. We can do that as well at some point. Sounds good. So I tell you what, we may get. I may. Uh, I may get Dave Marker to come over here and I record the second show. Yeah, he, if it's if it's can, yeah if it's in the evening after work, <laughs> yeah, I think we can get him to do that, and we'll do a top five and. His list is going to look totally different than either one of ours. Yeah. He might have Bayou Billy in there or something like that. Maybe a boy in his blob. Remember that game? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Who's the idiot that came up with that game? It doesn't even make any sense. No. And I'm not saying every video game's got to make sense, but it's just stupid. It's not fun. Who are we kidding? Boy in his blob. Steve, enjoyed episode one. Same here. Whoever's listening. I know we're going to get an audience following before long because people want to get involved. Oh, we're going to get relaxed, and it's going to be. I'm a relaxed little, uh, now. I feel good. I'm, I'll be a little bit more relaxed, and uh, my colors they'll they'll shine as we get into some I other think, ty- uh, kind of topics. I so. think people are going to get involved quickly because yeah. this is going to get out of control. Oh, I pity the poor people who are going to get involved <laughs> in this. Plus, I've got to go to the gym. You have anniversary stuff to do tonight. Yep. Six. You and Steph have to go have an anniversary dinner and do some things and enjoy that. So, yeah, so. have you have you decided where yet? Um, you going to go out back? I'm thinking out back just because they have decent steaks and I'm not going to dress up to go anywhere. Screw it. <laughs> and then after that, Stephen King's It. And then that's it. So is this in the theaters or is it on TV? Um, we were thinking about going to drive-in theater. So they, th- so this is a feature it's, film. It's, it's not a, re- a TV thing. It's the revamp uh, movie from the eighties. Um, so they remade it. They remade it. So we're actually gonna. I, she wants to go to the drive-in theater. I would rather just go to the movies. Well, I'll tell you what. Take notes on it, and we'll. Uh, oh, I will. Yeah, take notes on it, and we will discuss that. Oh yeah. On our next episode, it should be a lot of fun. Steve, enjoyed episode right. one. Thanks, man. Okay, let's see. Now let's just pray this works. Okay. Let's just pray this works. I can't guarantee it's going to work. Oh, well, that's one reason why it wasn't work. I have to put the channel mixer up. (laughs) Steve, next time, sir. Yes. It's David Gilmore. That's fine. There's no way Because it's my show